Hello, this is Pastor Becca Bateman of Doylestown Presbyterian Church. As our podcast audience continues to grow, I want to thank our loyal listeners and welcome those who may have just recently found us. We know that life can quickly become so busy, so this podcast offers an on-the-go opportunity to hear Sunday's sermon, along with a scripture lesson from that day's lay leader or preacher. We also encourage you to visit our website at dtownpc.org to learn more about our church and all the diverse ministries. Thank you for tuning in. Our lesson this morning comes from Paul's letter to young Timothy. It's from 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter, and I will be reading selected verses. This is what Paul shares with young Timothy. As for me, I am already being poured out as a libation, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith. From now on, there is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day, and not only to me, but to all who have longed for his appearing. Do your best to come to me soon. When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas, also the books, and above all, the parchments. Do your best to come before winter. The word of the Lord. Pray with me, please. A gracious God, we thank you once again that we can gather in your sanctuary that you would enter the sanctuary of our hearts. So quiet went within us, every voice but your own. Amen. Let me begin with a question that might jog your memory. Do you remember if you were here in worship on November the 15th, 2015? And if you were, Do you remember I was the guest minister invited by John Wellingham? And if you happen to actually be here, do you remember anything I said in that sermon? I doubt it. I don't remember, and I write them. This morning, we want to revisit this text, but I I want you to know that I am not going to just reheat a sermon from 2015. I can't throw it into this homiletical microwave. It it just doesn't work. I know because I've tried it. It it, it doesn't work. It's like putting day-old pizza in the microwave. It just doesn't come out right, unless you're Dr. Clarence McCartney. Now, Dr. McCartney was the senior pastor at the First Presbyterian Church in Pittsburgh. And one fall, October, he preached a sermon titled, Come Before Winter. It was such a smashing success that his session put together a proclamation that he had to preach that same sermon every year. 
And so he did for 40 years. Gosh, no one's ever asked me to <laughs> preach the same sermon every year. Probably happens to Pauline and Becca all the time. Come before winter. Now, that sermon has lived on through the decades. In fact, Dr. Frank Harrington, when he was the senior pastor at the 5,000-member Presbyterian Church at Peachtree in Atlanta, he would preach the same sermon over again and again and again every year after year after year. Now, I am not going to try to preach their sermons, but I do need to tip my homiletical hat to both of them for their insights, and I am appreciative. And it's not the same sermon you heard before. I've taken it and I've tried to marinate it in some new seasoning just for you this morning. Come, come before winter. Do your best to come before winter. Those words were written by Paul to Timothy. Paul is in prison. He knows that his time is coming to an end. And that's why he wrote, the time of my departure has come. He realized that he no longer had all the time in the world to do and say what he hoped to do and say. He knew that he didn't have many more days. The time of my departure has come. Sometimes as you look through life, you think you have all the time in the world, but you do not. The scriptures say, do not boast about tomorrow, for you know not what the day may bring. Come, do your best to come before winter. Hardly a week goes by in this congregation, or most congregations, when there isn't someone who has experienced the loss of a loved one. Sometimes that loss is sudden, tragic, unexpected. Other times it's slow and difficult as you patiently sit by the bedside of a loved one. As a pastor, I was often asked, which is easier? I said, I don't know. But I do know this, in each of those cases, that person would have given anything to have one more chance. Just one more chance to be with that loved one, to hold their hand, to look into their eyes, to see their smile, to hear their voice, so that they could say, 
I want you to know how much I love you. Come before winter is the plea of Paul. Come, come now. You see, there is a practical side to that request. If Timothy was going to make it before winter, he had to leave before winter. And that region of the country, the Mediterranean Sea would become extremely dangerous. No one dared travel at that time. Most passengers traveled on these large grain ships that were flat bottom and topped heavy. No, you didn't travel through the storms at winter. Come before winter, or else you may not be able to come until spring. Come before winter. And then Paul says to Timothy, and when you come, bring my cloak that I left behind in Troas, and also my books, and especially the parchments. Remember, Paul is in prison. It's cold and chilly and damp, and he shivers. Bring my cloak. Bring my books. And most scholars, because of the Greek that's used in there, believe it might have been some of the earliest writings of the Gospels. And the papyrus rolls, the parchment. Bring those that many believe were the Old Testament writings. In other words, Paul is saying, bring my Bible. My crony named Dick Cromie often said it's one thing to shiver when you're cold. It is another thing to shiver in your soul. Come before winter. History has a way of repeating itself. 1,500 years later, William Tyndale was placed in prison and sentenced to death because he dared to translate the Bible into the language of the common people. And when he was in prison, he wrote this letter to his friend. When you come, bring me a warmer cap, something to mend my leggings, a woolen shirt, and of course, bring my Bible. You know, we go through life all thinking we need so much that we want all of the extras. And sometimes it boils down to a warmer cap, something to mend my leggings and a woolen shirt and my Bible, for I long to hear a word from the Lord. There was one other reason. Paul was alone. 
He tells us that some of his friends, like Alexander and Demetrius, just departed from him. He thought he could rely on Demas, but he could not. And he was alone, all by himself. If you've ever been that alone, you know you would like someone by your side. Timothy was the son that Paul never had. He loved him deeply. And they had that powerful bond as friends. Do you have a friend like that? I have two. And I know that they would be with me in a moment when I called upon them. I hope that I am that kind of a friend. Do your best to come before winter. And so the question lingers. Did he go? Did he make it on time? Did he beat the winter storms? I wish I could tell you the answer, but I can't. The Bible never lets us know if he left in time. Now, good old Frank Harrington down in Atlanta would spin that original version, his version, to say, of course he went. But good old Clarence McCartney in the original didn't think so. He thinks he delayed, put off, and waited. And when he did arrive, it was spring. And he went to the jail and inquired about Paul. And they just pushed him away. So he found some Christians. And he inquired about Paul. And they said, don't you know? Haven't you heard? He was executed last December. Are you, are you Timothy? Why, every day, when the jailer would put his key in the lock and turn it, Paul thought it was you. And he said, Timothy? Timothy, is that you? And when he died, the last words he spoke were simply these. When Timothy comes, tell him how much I love him. We don't know if he made it on time. But the more pressing question is, would you have gone? Would I have gone? There are some things in life we should not delay in doing. Sometimes there is a response that is required of us. Sometimes there are things that need to be done and things that need to be said today. Not tomorrow, not in the near future, not when you have time. 
there are things we need to say today, just like this day. So, to all you husbands, you tell your wives today how much you love them. And you wives do the same. And you parents, today, tell your children how much you love them. Especially the teenagers who sometimes we think they don't want to hear it. Yes, they do want to hear how much you love them. And you children and teenagers, you tell your parents today how much you love them. Because I believe that today there is someone waiting for you to come before winter. Amen and amen. Thank you again for joining us today. Once again, I invite you to check out dtownpc.org for information about our worship and programming for all ages.